I want to welcome up Rupi at this point. Rupi's come on up. She's well out of her comfort zone coming up here, guys. So in a moment, we're going to send, show her. Can we show her lots of love as she comes up here? She doesn't normally like the, the sort of the lights and the stage, do you, Rupi? But Definitely not. No. You have got, yeah, an amazing story. So Rupi, just tell us a little bit, like, growing up, where did you do that? What was life back at, like back at home? So I was born here, um, my parents are migrants from India and I grew up in a town called Southall, for those of you that don't know it, it's a little India in West London and we lived in an Indian bubble with our Indian shops and Indian food, so um, yeah, I grew up as a Sikh, my family are Sikh and growing up we used to go to the Sikh temple, I was taught about our faith. Um, we would have the equivalent of morning and evening prayers, which I memorized by the age of like 11 or 12. Um, so deeply ingrained in my faith and my culture growing up. Wow. Uh, until, and then you went to university and, and tell us what, what happened up at uni. Yeah, so I went to university and I came from quite a protective home. If you're Indian, you, you are quite protected by your parents and um, I went a bit nuts with all the freedom. So at 18, it was like suddenly I could go out, I could party, I could drink. Um, and I went a bit nuts for, for virtually two years. And then I ran out of money. And in my final year, I thought, okay, I need to get a job. And not because I wanted to continue university, it was because I wanted to continue partying. And I got a job and my manager turned out to be this, what I thought was a raving lunatic evangelist Christian and mm. I had never met a Christian up until that point not in my social circle in any case mm. and so what happened um, with him or through that relationship <laughs> on my first day he told me he was a Christian and um, at the end of the day when we finished up work he was like Rupi God loves you and, and I just thought this guy's a freak I'm, I'm working <laughs> with a freak um, and over the course of time, he, he also was a pastor on campus and he would, invite, he would try to invite me to church. And I remember feeling really angry because I thought, who is this white man to invite me to church? Does he not know I am Indian? I have my own faith. How dare he invite me to church? So I was very resistant. I was probably quite rude him as well um, but over the course of time over the course of three months he just kept telling me every single day God loves you and there was something in him that I saw that I had never seen in anybody else and I couldn't work out what it was and in my faith before like I knew my faith I was deeply entrenched in my faith as a Sikh person I had never experienced the love of God but this man who I met I saw something in him and I just thought, I have never experienced this. I've never felt what he's talking about. And I knew I wanted what he had. And literally within three months of meeting, I was on a journey and, and I gave my life to Christ through him. Wow. And how did that go? How did that go down with your family? 
Um, so initially, mom and dad were, I did tell them I went to church, and initially they were relieved because they were like, okay, she's, she's settling down. She's not. The church is better than a nightclub, yeah, they probably exactly, thought. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so they were like, okay, she's settling Some down. Some nightclubs are in churches. I mean, Lord yeah. have mercy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they were relieved that was kind of settling and calming down, and um, that was getting back to my studies and I wasn't going to fail my degree so um, they were relieved to begin with and then just before I left university I got baptised um, so I was fully in I was fully in before I had left and then I came back home and I moved back home to my parents house and that's when everything everything changed goodness what happened next so I tried to I didn't immediately come out to my parents and say, oh, hey, I'm a Christian now. I was really scared. I was, uh, still am scared of my mom and dad. Um, but I was really scared. So I, um, I didn't tell them immediately, but I didn't, I wasn't clever enough to hide it either. So I had posters of scripture on my wall, posters of Jesus in my bedroom wall. There were Bibles, Christian books everywhere. So they knew I wasn't like clever at hiding it. And then I started to try and go to church on Sunday mornings. I wasn't telling them where I was going, but they clocked on something's not quite right here. And um, one evening they sat me down. And when my mum and dad sit any of our siblings down, we know we're in trouble when the two of them come together. Oh. So I knew I was in big... The pincer movement, yeah. Yeah, classic. I knew I was in big trouble. And um, they, they asked me straight out. They were like have you converted? What, like, what's going on? Are you a Christian now? We've seen all this stuff in your room. Um, you've taken down the pictures of our gurus. What's, what's happening like? And for a split second, I thought, shall I just lie? Because my life would be so much easier if I just lie and say, no, 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 everything's fine. It's just, you know, yeah, just... Just redecorating. Yeah, yeah. But um, I couldn't, because something inside of me was like, you, you can't lie, you have to tell them. So I told them. And it was devastating. It was literally like all hell broke loose in our home at that point. Wow. Um, and understandably, my mum my and dad were devastated. Um, for them, it was... It was as if I was turning my back on our culture, our heritage, our identity. They saw it as me rejecting them. Um, so it was, it was really hard for them. It was really hard for them. And, and they were migrants. They came from these little villages in India and they, and they thought I had been brainwashed. They thought um, someone had manipulated me and that I had joined a cult. Mm. So they were really scared. And what did they end up eventually? This went on for what sort of time frame? It was over a decade. There over was, a decade. There was a lot of pressure to convert back. Um, they, you know, naturally they were scared. Like everything they had known, I was taking a different path and they, they were afraid for me. And out of their fear, um, they actually got my aunt to spy on me and go and see where I was going and go to the church that I was going. So I didn't know at the time and my aunt started calling me and asking me what's going on, what is this Bible that you're reading, what's in it, what's it about? Mm. And then eventually she started coming to church with me and coming to my Bible study group as well. And this is where I know God 
definitely has a sense of humor because through that process, she too converted. <laughs> I became a double agent. Remarkable. She too converted, and it was incredible. Her conversion story is incredible as well. And she was asking me, she was like, how do I um, get this Jesus in my life? Like, do I have to say a prayer? And, and at that point, I didn't know what the prayer was. And I was like, I'll go and ask my vicar, because I don't, I don't know. So I had to go and ask my vicar and say, like, how do I bring her to Jesus? So in the process, she converted. And as you can imagine, the aftermath of her conversion and the rift, it, it literally broke um, both our families apart. It, it was incredible. Goodness. And you said, chatting to you earlier, something your mum said to you, a direct challenge. Yeah, through the course of that time. So there was a lot of pressure to convert back. And there was one moment um, that... I remember really distinctly, and, and I'm kind of glad most, most of that decade I don't remember. I think God's erased a lot of the memories from that time, which I'm really pleased about. Um, mm. But there was one moment where my mum had confronted me one evening, and she was so distressed. She just, she just wanted to protect me, and she said to me, you have to choose. It's either us or your God. Choose and choose now. Like, I had nowhere to go and I was just like, please don't make me choose. And I was literally begging her and crying and saying, please don't make me choose. Because I knew what I would choose, but I knew in doing so it would hurt her in making my choice. Um, but she wouldn't relent. So I felt backed into a corner and I chose God. And at that point I was told that I was dead to them and that I wasn't allowed to address my mum and dad as my mum and dad. I wasn't even allowed to call them my mum and dad. Wow. Oops. But things have changed now? They have, because God is incredible. Um, it took a while. It took a long while. I had to go away for, for a bit and be um, separated from my family for a bit as well. Um, but God, in all his infinite mercy and goodness has reconciled our family. I am closer to my parents than I have ever been, even before I was a Christian. Um, mm. And something you said, actually, in, in choosing God, I was able to better love my parents now than I could have done not being a Christian. And mm. my mum and dad, like, we, we are in contact every day. The first people I text are my parents in the morning. I get up and I'm like, hi, mum and dad. And, um, I will see them every weekend and, you know, they're still not, you know, they still wouldn't have chosen this for me. Mm. And it's every now and then there's a little bit of a flare up, but I kind of say, look, you know, I couldn't love you if, if I hadn't have done this. I wouldn't be able to love you in the way that I do. So we're in a good place. Wow. Why don't you invite them to come and spy on you here? <laughs> I should actually. Yeah. They'd be more than welcome. I'll pretend I've, I've no idea what they're doing. But isn't that amazing, folks? Can we give it up for Rupee? Bless you, Rupee.